All right, so two bucks or more if you feel super, super generous. No, wait till you get on stage. I can't just say like 20 bucks? Yeah, we have $20. What's your name? Jay, are you going up? Can I please? Yeah, no, I'm gonna say. Yes, I'll absolutely. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe you get like eight minutes. Maybe. Oh. I'm really bad at winking, so it's like, uh, 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 uh. All right, cool. All right, everybody's doing good? How's everybody doing? Good? Let's give it up for your wait staff. I don't know. Just, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's give it up for the doorman. All right, good. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Uh, I, <laughs> it's so funny. I, um, I you know, <laughs> so, no, this is great. I'm so glad you guys are all here. This is awesome. You guys are all fairly new comics, new comics. I'll do a little crowd work, a little, little crowd work. New, are you fairly new? Not really, a little bit? Like old, like, like oldish? Kind of oldish? All right, all right. That's cool. I'm kind of newish oldish too. I am. I am. I'm newish oldish. I um I used to live in the city actually. I used to, I don't live in the city anymore cuz I can't afford it. I live in East Bay now. But uh when I lived in the you you yeah. It looked like you were raising your hand. Did you want to bid on something? No. We put we have $20 so far. You want to bid on something? No. I, We're selling hope. We're selling hope, dear. We're selling hope here. I uh, I used to no. I used to work in the city. I used to work at a sex shop for a while, which was um, kind of awesome, actually. Uh, I did have to get used to saying the word cockering like two thousand times a day. Yeah, and it, this is the thing. Like at first, I was really nervous about it, so I used to like whisper it. It'd be like a, yeah, it'd be like a. So what size cockering do you need? The guys would, I know, and the guys would always be like, uh, you whispering to me, baby? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I did learn a couple things, though. I learned, um, I learned that if you ask a man, no matter what he looks like, I don't care what he looks like, tall, short, skinny, fat, old, young, I don't care what he looks like, what ethnicity he is, if you ask a man what size cock ring he needs, he will always say large. That's right. That's absolutely right. And um, uh, one in three, he'll he'll say, uh, "You got anything bigger?" <laughs> right. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove it to you right now, um, sir. What size cock ring do you wear? Oh, it's us. Uh, oh no no no. That's that's my bad. I'm so sorry. That is my bad. Uh, small, medium, large. Those are your options. Large. <laughs> I just proved my point. No, it's, it's, it, but it's true. It's absolutely true. This is the other thing that I'm pretty sure it's true. Uh, I am 100% true that um, there are a lot of guys in San Francisco that's got tape on their cock ring right now to hold it on. That's what I'm 100% true of. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure of that. I'm positive, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> You, we don't have that kind of time. It's kind of which which what wait what's sad what's sad the that you need it oh no I heard it's like fun I heard it 
You know what? Ask Anthony after. Okay. Right? You're wearing one, you're wearing one right now, huh? <laughs> I used to, uh, when I lived in the city, I shared, a, I shared a flat with like six people, right? Which makes perfect sense, right? Uh, I shared a, um, a room with my boyfriend, and the next door was uh, like pocket doors, and there was a guy on the other side of the pocket doors, and we used to hear everything he fucking did in there, and he was really hot, like Irish guy, and he would bring home a different chick like every night, and this was frequently what I would hear in the middle of the night. This was frequently what I'd hear. I hear, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, shut up. <laughs> Gonna wake up my roommates. That's, it's like the thought was there, but like the execution just wasn't good. You guys all from the city? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know, you know what? I just really wanna talk to you guys. I'm sorry, I don't wanna do material, but I should because I'm a comedian, so let's do this. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> What'd you say? Sac you're from SAC? Good, because I thought you said you suck, and I was like, really, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're from Sacramento? You drove all the way over here? For you. Dude. Really? Okay, you get nine minutes. Just kidding, you just get nine minutes. He won't know the difference. When you're up here, you don't know the difference. You don't know the difference. It's, um, no, we also used to, what'd you say? Yeah, you're either gonna be part of the conversation or you're not gonna be part of the conversation. These are the two options we have for this. So yeah, we, uh, I used to, we sold porno movies at the porn shop too. We sold porno movies. Anybody like porno movies? You guys like those? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't like them though. Yeah, I don't like them. And this is why I don't like them. I don't like them because they are very predictable. <laughs> you notice this? Yeah. Okay, just once, I would love like a really good twist ending. Wouldn't that be great, right? Got industry, it's I love this, this has become like a group therapy session. <laughs> Is it, oh, you know what, that's what happened. Whenever I, uh, whenever I call like my mom, my boyfriend, my best friend, nobody's answering. I'm like, they're so planning an intervention right now. Like when I get home, they're gonna be like, hi, why don't you take a seat? And I'm just like, ah, oh, no, no. No, you know what? I would love it if there was a porno movie that had a really good twist ending. Like I was thinking, what if like M. Night Shyamalan did a porno movie? You know what I mean? Yeah, this is what, no, this is what I was thinking. This is what I was thinking. Okay, I think this is what it'll look like. It'll look like that, okay. Ah! Oh! That was great. Oh my God, he's been dead the whole time. No wonder he's so stiff. I know. I love that tagline, but I usually either get a aw or a huh, and I don't know if that's what I want. I'm not too sure if that's what I want. You know, I kind of want to get this thing started. I know I'm allowed to do like as much time as I want, but I'm just going to get her started. And um, let's see. Let me find out who's first on the list. Chris Hardanson. Oh, Chris Hart. Oh, I heard he's good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris 
Hardinson. Thank you very much. If you... Oh, I will tip. I will tip. Don't worry. It's not a tip. It's what you got to pay. Again, on stage, it's not a tip. If everybody leaves this mic knowing one thing, just remember Chris Hardinson is really good. Chris Hardinson is super good. If you're listening on the radio, write down the name Chris Hardinson and search him on YouTube. Find some cool shit. Uh, I saw my dick in porn recently. You ever see your dick in porn? You ever recognize it? If you're like me, I change the video instantly. Because when I watch porn, I like to see the girl like super enjoying herself. Like to an extent that I cannot provide. You know, like why do you watch professional sports? Because you want to see the best of the best get it done. You know, that's why you're not at home watching fucking high school basketball. You're watching the NBA with the big ass black dicks dunking on each other. Fuck yeah, dude. The big ass dicks in the NBA. It's not part of the stats, but it should be. It'd be like how many points, how many assists, rebounds, how long's the dong, dude? We need to know. It might help your team. LeBron would still be the best player in the NBA if that was all uh, part of it. You guys remember the finals last year where we saw LeBron's dick? Does anybody else remember that? Anybody else burn that into their memory like I did? That was the dick that I saw that looked like mine. That's what I'm talking about is that LeBron James dick. I'm like, oh shit, me and LeBron got something in common. If I squint my eyes and turn my head to a little bit, I'm like, yeah, it's the same. Same ass dick as LeBron, baby. Put that on my Tinder bio. You gotta squint your eyes though, so you gotta be Asian or super high. So we'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Asian girls don't like me, but I got a bunch of weed, so it's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, I like to, have you ever had your dick sucked with ice in her mouth? Like when, when a girl will do that, like with ice in her mouth. I like that, but I just don't like how many ice cubes she can fit in her mouth while she does it. And it's like, just starts creating all this water all of a sudden and shit. I was like, oh, shit, it's not cool. I subscribe to a Pornhub Premium now. So you're all fucking peasants to me at this point, basically. Because I don't know one else in this room has the fucking cojones to pay $12 a month for premium fucking videos. I'm talking HD. I'm talking the best videos that you can find on the internet. And I pay $12 a month for that shit. And it's a great investment until I see these sad dog commercials where they're like, for $8 a month, you can save all these dogs. And I'm like, nah. But I will spend more than that so I come faster when I watch porn. I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm learning a lot about myself these days and who I am. I saw a young homeless guy recently. His sign said, first time being homeless. I'm like, dude, that's the attitude that got you homeless. <laughs> if you ever saw me homeless, you'd see me with a fucking guitar and a jar and a sign that says, last time being homeless. That's how you'd make the money, man. Fucking optimism. Who's going to give this kid money to fund his life of continuous homelessness? You know, like, oh, this is your first time on your second time being homeless. You're going to write second time being homeless and think anyone gives a shit. No one cares, homeless kid. No one fucking cares. I think there's too many people in the world, you guys. I do. I'm not going to start, like, shooting people or anything, but I am going to stop covering my coughs and sneezes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, I saw a billboard for abortion recently. Well, it wasn't for abortion. It was anti. I don't think you'll ever see like a pro-abortion billboard. You'll never see like a, you got it in you. You can take it out. You got it in you to take it out of you. And if there was a pro one, that would be a good tagline for it. I would have written it. But it was an anti-abortion billboard. It had a big number on it. It said 2,500,000. That's the number of lives abortion has taken away from us since it was legalized. And I thought to myself, damn. Don't you just wish there was two and a half million more unwanted people here? 
wouldn't that just make this earth a better place for all of us to live? You know, and this billboard is in the middle of the country, in the middle of nowhere. No one was seeing this shit. They need to put this shit where it's going to get some attention. I'm talking right next to the freeway, like in between Petaluma and Novato. So every morning and every evening when people are sitting in lane to lane traffic, they can just imagine two and a half million more people just merging into their lane, just making them that much later for their fucking jobs. Fuck that shit. Two and a half million more cars merging into your lane. That's like Coachella for cars. It's like a fucking big group of cars, man. My mom likes Drake now. Which is cool, because I like Drake too, but me and my mom like Drake very differently. Like, my mom believes in Drake. You know? Like, I've liked Drake for a long time, so, like, I know it's not real anymore. But I'm, like, I'm wondering at what age are you supposed to tell your parents that Drake isn't real? It's a tough spot, man. My parents, uh, my parents got a bunk bed growing up. Anybody else's parents get a bunk bed growing up? The worst part about their divorce is that they didn't get one. But they did keep that bunk bed, though. Kept it for a long time. I was always afraid I'd see the car because my dad's bottom bunk where he slept, like, stay together for the kids, like, super deep. Like, he's done it a bunch of times. Like, a tally of how many more days till my younger brothers turn 18. He can get the, he's like, fucking, he's the dude from Castaway, basically, on his bottom bunk. I was always afraid, <laughs> always afraid of that shit, dude. My dad is uh, my boss, so uh, most of the pain for my job is on the inside. <laughs> Some people get jealous about my job. They're like, you only have that job because your dad's a boss, your dad owns a company. I'm like, dude, my dad would have fired me so long ago. I have a cool job because of my mom. Little life hack, if you let your boss bang your mom, you can say whatever the fuck you want at work and get away with it. You can. So if you don't have uh, parents to work for, then you should get yourself some. Thank you very much, everybody. Very nice. We went from dick jokes to talking about your mom. That's, I like that. That's, I like that. I like that. And I get it. I get it about the Drake thing because I once stuck up for Kanye West. It was actually the worst day of my life. So it was a terrible idea. It was a terrible idea. Um, All right. You guys ready for the next person? He is funny. He is super, super funny. I got to stop doing that because I'm hosting. I don't need to move this out of the way because I am hosting now. All right, you guys ready for your next comedian? There we go. Mr. Kevin Wong. (laughs) I love how Evelyn just had porn on her mind when she brought up Chris. Chris Hardinson. Very cool. I should just be Kevin Dong, right? That would be me. Who wants to be what? I have no idea. I um, Speaking of porn, uh, the last two ladies that came out about Donald Trump, the most two recent ones, right? How she, they, they came out. The ones that are supposed to hush because they took the hush money, you know? You know how uh, they just kind of came out and they just, they, they said this pickup line is, you remind me of my daughter. I'm, almost, I'm pretty sure that Trump's, Password is Ivanka. All right, let's move on past that stuff. <laughs> I, uh, I, so I saw this sign that says Historic Milpitas. Then I drove through the town, and I was like, oh, this is a clever way to say, don't expect much. 
don't expect too much. I wonder if if it's if it would mean anything. Like if Hayward would still be Hayward, we just call it like Old Town Hayward or Historic Shithole. Oh, okay. Move on past that. I uh, Historic Hayward. Okay. I um I was at nation's burger <laughs> i was at nation's burger and i was watching this guy tinder so he's doing the tindering thing and i saw him swipe left i was like oh this is different like this guy actually thinks he's a catch like we're both eating grease at a dirty table and he's got paint on his pants it's like okay all right gotta move on past that i uh friday night anybody do anything special for friday night nothing what are you doing just here just sitting by, yeah, just sitting by the bathroom. <laughs> date night. Date, yes, date night. Yeah. What, oh, where are you going? Comedy show. Comedy show. <laughs> you know what I like to do? I like to go home and watch Dateline. Dateline is my jam. The murder mystery where just, things just happen. Okay, so these are things that I, I realize. It has to happen in a rural town. It can't happen in the city. If it's in the city, it's just news. You know, like, lady got stabbed in North Beach. Her room is available next week. It has to be someplace rural like Windsor or like Walnut Creek or someplace rural. Number two, it's got to be a cute white girl. It has to be a cute. If, if she's super hot, we just go, ah, she had it coming. <laughs> so number number three, it's always a guy with a circular goatee. There's always a guy with, it's, it's, I'll, this is what it tells me. It tells me this guy is vain and narcissistic to knowledge that this is not attractive but dumb enough to think a ring of hair around the lips will bump him up from a soft six to a solid seven, capable of murder. So, I, you know, they, that, that, it encourages me to not date. That's all it really says because I don't want to try. I just don't want to do the whole dating thing. It's, it's dumb, you know? Like, you have to pretend to be somebody that you're not, you know? You, then you just have to ride out for the rest of your life. I give it up to the people on Dateline because those people, like, we all we all yell it. We all yell, oh, I'm going to kill you. I hate you. I'm going to kill you. These people commit. You know, that's <laughs> okie dokie. Move on past that. I, um, what else is going on? I, uh, got my car smogged. Anybody get their car smogged? How much? 60 bucks isn't bad. It, it, it's almost like a sliding scale. Like you could pay as much as 180. I paid 33, but it's almost like you have to, it's like the shadier the place is. It's like the cheaper they get. It's almost like walking to Chinatown to get your car smogged. It's a little sad. So the place I, I got it done at was, um, was, it was called Green Mile. <laughs> it was called Green Mile. I was like, oh, is there like a house mouse? Is it brought back to life? Is Michael Clark Duncan going to... Hey, how you doing? Is he going to work on my car? All right, got nothing there. Um, what else do I want to try? I think that's all I got for tonight. So thank you guys so much for, for your time. All right. I think they got that same sliding scale at the Bunny Ranch, huh? So uh, your next comedian, uh, I don't know who it is, but her name is Kayla Keller. Give a big round of applause. Hey, this is our second night here. We were here last night. Uh, I'm still kind of high from, from that. I'm not going to lie. I slept it off in my car. Uh, it's, it's been a long time since I've done that. 
and it wasn't shameful. Like I was proud of it. I was happy to do it. You get to a certain age and a certain number of kids and you're just proud of that shit. You're like, I can still almost hang. But it's like a way worse walk of shame having to explain it to your three-year-old the next day. Like this morning, she was like, you don't look so good, mom. And I was like, let's make waffles. It's going to be all right. Let's just get some Dora going. Let's make waffles. I like how Dora the Explorer is the go-to. Uh, that's a terrible show, but there's worse shows, which I've learned recently. Like, I don't know if you've ever done like the Netflix double deep dive, but there's just like bad claymation ripoffs of Dora the Explorer in French. Like, it gets worse. That shit gets worse. Like, my kid was on YouTube the other day, and I feel like I have to start monitoring her because I don't know what she's watching. And I feel like there's a fine line between, like, children's programming and children's porn on YouTube. Like, it, people are crossing that line. They just want to get, they just want to get the likes. They don't really care. Uh, but, but I think it's okay. Like, I don't want to monitor her too closely. Like, I don't want to harsh her buzz. I like looking over at her, like, curled up like she's back from college, like a high pony and just some yoga pants on. Like, she's just getting it done early, and I respect that. I do. I like it when my kids fight. I like seeing them fight. I'm, I'm the kind of parent, they'll be like, he took my shit, and I'm like, punch him. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to sort this out. You guys are getting old enough. You can wrestle it out outside. Uh, and it's great, because I, I have a three-year-old, a two-year-old, and a three-month-old, and the two older ones just take care of the little one now. Like, it's like a pyramid scheme of my own creation. <laughs> Like, I'm just gonna keep having kids, and I like at some point it's gonna be a diminishing return. I'm not gonna have to do anything. Just put one more on the pile, it's gonna be okay. But it's good, like, I, I get to say shit like I'm a Mormon and people believe me now, which I've always wanted. I wanna be able to go door to door. I wanna be like the gypsies, like, they just put their kids on a street corner and beg, and it's so sad. You make so much money. And I'm just frankly tired of working, so I think I'm gonna start doing that. I think it's a good move. Like, I don't care. At this point in my life, I have no more shame. Like I'm 28 and it's, uh, it's, all, it's all better from here. You know, like I don't have to work a job. My whole job is making waffles for little people. It's a good gig, it's a good gig. Like I, I've been trying to teach them not to call me mom. Like I don't wanna harsh my mellow when I'm out. Like I just wanna be a cool nanny. You know, like I wanna go to the playground and dads be like, look at that nanny. That's the vibe I want. Like I don't wear a ring. I got, I got five like, like engagement rings, like I get one a year. Like every year, he's like, this year, I'm like, better luck next time, champ. Better luck next time. Like, I feel like it's like a, just a sad little league coach every day. Like, he'll be like, do you want to fuck? And I'm like, you left it all out there on the field. You gave it your all. I, I think today's not your day, buddy, but maybe, maybe next time. Maybe next time. You know the look when your man looks at you and you're like, I don't want to give you a dry hand job in the pantry today. Not again. <laughs> not again. The kids are napping. Your crying's gonna wake them. <laughs> He's not here. He's home with the kids. It's fine, it's a good arrangement. I'm a great dad, is all I'm saying. I'm a great, I'm a great fucking dad. I'm a solid nine to five dad, you know, and that's how I like it. Like, I like to play hard to get with my kids. I know that shit, I read the book, Why Men Marry Bitches, right? That's what I'm implementing with my kids. Keep them wanting more. When's mom gonna be home? I don't know, but we love that bitch. <laughs> we don't know. We hope to see her soon, but we don't know. Uh, it's weird, I grew up in Marin City, and I feel like I'm the only person who celebrated Kwanzaa every year here, right? Anybody glue kernels of corn on the paper? Listening to Marvin Gaye tracks, that didn't happen to you guys? That never happened to you? Like, it's weird, I feel like I'm always uh, impersonating someone else, because I grew up in a school with only black people and like three Vietnamese people and they were the only ones that would talk to me. 
And I, it was, do you remember gel pens? Does anybody remember gel pens? You remember that shit? And do you remember like the milky gel pens? I was so pissed they did not show up on my skin at all. I was so jealous. In the 90s, that was such a harsh. Such a, such a harsh. Uh, but yeah, I, I grew up and I moved to Sonoma County and I live in Bennett Valley now and I'm not white enough there at all. Like, it's not a good look. Like, I feel like CPS is gonna knock on my door at any minute and be like, do you have enough kale in here? Are your, are, are your kids going to a Montessori preschool? But it's good, I wanna make good memories with them. Like, someday I wanna be like, you know, remember all the times we spent gardening? And they'll be like, we love that shit, mom. And I'll be like, yeah, your little hands made such quick work. I didn't have to pay you guys anything. You were the best trimmers I ever had. <laughs> all right, that's been my time. All right. Kayla. No. Just shove it in. Warm it up first. Oh, that's what the problem is. Okay. That was a great, you did a great job. Kayla Keller, you're awesome. Give her another round of applause. You're awesome. When I was a kid, my, uh, my, I went to my uncle and I was like, uh, is Santa real? And um, he goes, well, there used to be a Santa, but uh, he got old and he died. So your parents bring you your toys now. And I was just like, wow. And then, uh, and then he told me that the tooth fairy um, comes into your room at night and takes a tooth out, puts money in underneath the pillow, and then teabags you. That's what he told me. That's what he told me. And now that I'm an adult and I know like what that means, that's fucking awesome. I love that. That's, I wish I could teabag people. Um, okay, you ready for your next comedian? All right. Give it up for Mr. Danny Coleman. Oh, oh my God, wait, 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 wait. Give it up for Ms. Danny Coleman. Fine, I'm five foot one, I weigh 90 pounds soaking wet. People make that mistake all the time. I'm used to it. Uh, so give me a shout if you're interested in conspiracy theories. Yeah. Oh, a lot of you, awesome. Stuff like, you know, the Simpsons predicting 9-11 or, you know, random stuff from the Big Bang Theory or whatever. So I love thinking about the guys who get it right. It's creepy. But what about the people who get it wrong? And I'm not, I'm not talking like, you know, anyone can sort of shout something into the, into the void and be catastrophically wrong. But I'm talking about the people who get it really, really specifically wrong. Like I was watching, I was watching a John Mulaney set from I think 2011 the other day. And he's doing a bit about observing female friendships. And he says, his joke is 10 years from now, there's not gonna be an all female Ocean's Eleven movie. Like, wow, that's, that's not just wrong, right? That's not just wrong, that is specifically wrong. It is very, very weird that he was not just wrong, but he was wrong in a way that almost kind of predicted the future. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, does he know something? Does John Mulaney know something? Is he like some modern day anti-Nostradamus? What's going on here? So then I start looking at his other sets, like what else, what else was he specifically catastrophically wrong about? Is there stuff in here that I should be paying attention to? Does he give me lottery numbers at some point that he then says are not gonna win? I don't know. And then I think, does this happen to all comedians? Is this something we all get to go through? And, and if so, when does it happen? 
What level of success do you have to reach to start knowing things? Is it, am I, am I gonna have my first late night set and next thing I know be inducted into some like clairvoyant comic cabal? Is that how it works? No, no, I bet you it's at the Montreal Comic Festival, right? You do a set at a, um, at a gala and then they take you off into the woods and you sacrifice a moose and suddenly you know things. It's Canada, I would believe it. And then the next thing I know, I'm looking at every comic set I can think, trying to pinpoint the moment where it happens, where suddenly you become imbued with arcane knowledge from the beyond. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in my darkened living room, clutching my cat, rocking backwards and forwards, thinking I'm not ready for this level of responsibility. The wall in my living room is like the conspiracy wall from a beautiful mind. There's John Mulaney right in the center. Over here, there's a whole bunch of Daily Show correspondents. Up here, there's Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart, and Cat Williams. I swear to God, I'm not trying to racially profile them. They just all seem to know something that I don't. Over here is Dane Cook. He's got nothing to do with it. It was just fun to push a pushpin into his eye. And then my husband comes home. He's like, what's going on? I can't do comedy anymore. He says, I know, I know. Everyone gets insecure. Everyone gets performance anxiety. It'll be fine. No, I'm not ready for the responsibility of knowing everything and then having to lie. And not lie well, by the way. I just want to point this out. If you're trying to throw people off the scent of there being an all-female Ocean's Eleven movie at some point in the future, you don't specifically say there will never be an all-female Ocean's Eleven movie in the future, right? You say there'll never be an all-female heist movie. Once you bring up Ocean's Eleven, the game's kind of up. We know. You know. I'm on to you, John Mulaney. Uh, I really don't have an ending to this, except that comedy is some somehow already even more terrifying than it was before. And yes, here I am. Hi. Bye. Hi, I'm Danny. <laughs> Danny has the softest hands. Really soft hands. All right. That was my I got to recuperate from that a little bit. You guys Is that right? Cuz I feel like I feel like just as I was getting one of her points, she was like three points in the bin. Yeah. This was like algebra for me. Um all right, so next on the list, you guys ready for uh, the next the next comic? I'm sorry. This is the thing. This is how this is how this is how it's spelled. H U. Okay. Hugh Yo. I want to say it right. Okay, cool. Okay, sit back down. Sit back down. We're gonna do this right. All right. Wow. So that was really good. Danny, you're awesome. You are clearly from uh, Ohio. <laughs> Okay, your, your, your shirt, actually. Um, so, uh, all right, you guys ready for your next comedian? Yeah. All right, your next comedian is Hugo. Takes me a while to get up here, guys. How's it going? How we doing? Oh. Oh, have you guys ever had night terrors? Do you guys know what night terrors are? For those of you who don't know what night terrors are, night terrors are basically when you're trying to fall asleep, you're halfway between this world and the dream world. You're lying there, you go paralyzed, you can't scream, you can't move, you can't fucking say anything, and all of a sudden there's a dark presence in the room, and all of a sudden the dark presence decides to get on top of you, start fucking you, doing weird shit to you. Back in the day, they used to call it either a succubus or an incubus. They thought a mythological creature jumped through your window and fucked you while you try to sleep. But now we call it Bill Cosby. Some creepy shit. Bill Cosby 
what's he going to do now? What's the guy going to do? I heard he's trying to do some stand-up, but I don't know if that's going to work for him. He's. Uh, I heard he was trying to get a job at a morgue, but he was overqualified to handle lifeless bodies. Overqualified. And then he tried to open up a support center for women with narcolepsy. That didn't work. He likes fucking bitches that are asleep, you guys. That's what he likes to do. Oh, man. I think I think he'd be a good, like, women's uh, boxing coach, right? Because uh, there's nobody in this world that's more efficient at knocking bitches out. Yeah. Tell me. Are, is there anybody else you can think of? Nope. Oh, man. I got to lose weight, you guys. It's hard being this big. It's not easy on the dating scene, you know? Uh, I was uh, in the shower for, like, 15 minutes the other day. My dick was still completely dry. bad it's a bad deal it's terrible what can you do though you know fuck it oh man yep i i tried the tinder i tried the tinder uh they, they canceled my account after like two days apparently nobody could swipe me either left or right it was just dead center so i was backing up the whole system <laughs> i sent a girl a full body pic she sent me back a really angry text she said i had maxed out her data plan <laughs> But I thought data plans were unlimited. She's like, I know, dude. I'm like, can we still go on a date? And she's like, nah, I have a, I have this little thing. She said, I, I don't date guys that are over 350 gigabytes. I was like, ah, all right then. I need a, I need a two cell phones to take a selfie. Panoramic view. That's okay. Oh, uh, what else? I thought my, for the longest time I thought my house was haunted. Any room I'd go into, shit would just start falling off the shelves. So I got one of those healer guys to come and do a sage thing. You know, you guys ever do the sage thing? He's following me around the house, and after he goes into every room, he's like, "Dude, you don't have a spirit in here. There's no ghosts in here. It's just your fat ass knocking shit over. It's just my fat ass knocking things over." You guys, I gotta, I gotta drop some weight. When you're just standing and you start sweating profusely. <laughs> That's when you know it's a bit of an indicator. Yeah, but um, you guys hear Fergie's rendition of the national anthem? That shit was crazy. That bitch was on something. She must have tapped into her spirit animal, her spirit animal being a coked-up cougar in heat. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. Her and Colin Kaepernick are going to do a national disrespect the flag tour. They're going to call it You Kneel and I Squeal. That bitch is crazy. What's she going to do now? What the fuck is she going to do? That shit went from, oh, say, can you see, to say, ho, can you sing? Real quick. Man, she's going to have to do porn now, for sure. She's going to do porn, watch. She's going to put out a video with R. Kelly. It's going to be called Black Guy Peas. I'll take that. I'll take it, take it home with me tonight, for sure. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. What else? I don't got shit else, you guys. How much time do I got? One minute, one minute. What do you guys want to talk about? You guys just don't want to fucking be, don't ask me no questions. We just want to do our fucking sets, motherfucker. Get off the fucking stage if you got shit to say. I think I'll do that. Thank you very much. All right. Um. Hey, your your fat shit was good, dude. That shit was some good shit. All right. That's what the ladies say all the time. Did you guys, uh, the um, Bill Cosby's back. Did you guys hear he's going to get on trial again? He's going to be on trial again. 
It's just ridiculous. Like the last one got really weird. Remember, like at one point he was like, oh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm too blind. I'm too blind to stand trial. You know, I'm just like, wow, you're not only a rapist, you're a fucking ma- chronic masturbator. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus. And then Mrs. Cosby, she's the one that really pisses me off, though, because every time I see her on TV or anything, she's walking around like everything's fine. Like, you know what I mean? She's just like totally blank face out of it. I mean, that's his type, but you know what I mean, right? (laughs) You guys get what I'm saying? All right, Uh, you ready for your next comedian? All right, it's a name I can't pronounce, that's why I brought my phone up here. Wait, hold on a second, Hold, hold on one second. All right, give it up for Mr. for Utsak. Keep it going for your host. Come on. All right. Um, can you hear me? Oh, there we go. Um, okay. Uh, I'm quick uh, heads up. House rules or whatever. Uh, housekeeping, I guess. Uh, I'm preparing for an Indian show tomorrow. So two rules. One, pretend you're brown. And that leads to rule number two, pretend you hate white people, all right? Pretty simple. Um, And the name is Utsav, and every mic I go to, they get it wrong. It's one of the hardest Indian names. It's it's not Ustav, it's not Utsavi, it's Utsav, all right? U-T-S-A-V, Utsav. Can you guys say it? Utsav. There's hope, there's hope. Uh, I'll go to a Starbucks, order a cappuccino, tell the barista my name, I'll go Utsav, and she goes, what's up? No, no, no. Utsav, U-T-S-A-V, Utsav, get my cup back, Gustavo. It's not a good time to be a Gustavo in America right now. Uh, um, Do you guys have a good St. Paddy's Day? We're almost at the end of March. Did you guys party it up a couple weeks ago? Do you remember? Don't remember. Of course you don't. I had a fun St. Paddy's Day. My friend and I got high as shit on some sativa. I would recommend it. Um... And uh, here's the thing, when we got high as shit, we ended up in the marina. The marina is like San Francisco's Texas. And when you're in the middle of a restaurant, surrounded by white people, high as shit, and you're a little brown person like me, you can't help but realize that there's so many white people in the marina. I was afraid, man, that room looked like the dinner scene from the Titanic. My friend walked over to me and he whispered in my ear and he goes, yo man, there's only white people in here. And I started rapping as a defense mechanism. For some reason rappers squat like this, like on DJ Khaled or something. And I go, you know where we at? We in the marina. You know what it is? White person arena. And I got the fuck out of there, man. That was a weird neighborhood. Don't party in the marina anymore. It's It's a bad place. Just kidding. I don't know why we're so scared of white people because brown people always are and you have to pretend to be brown. Um, also, I shouldn't rap. I should leave the rapping to real hip-hop artists. Uh, any Kanye fans in the house? Any Kanye fans? One, what's your favorite Kanye album? Uh, Come on. Twisted Fantasy one. Uh, my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yes. Oh, I love that one. My favorite album is Yeezus. And one of the tracks on Yeezus is titled, I Am a God. The lyrics are pretty questionable, don't you think? They go something like this. I am a god, so hurry up with my damn massage. In a French ass restaurant, so hurry up with my damn croissants. 
why is Kanye getting massages in a French restaurant? And why is Kanye mid-massage carb-loading, you guys? Doesn't he know that it's not really the recipe for therapy? Huh? You see, I grew up in India and moved to this country from a small town called Hyderabad, okay? And I moved here 10 years ago. So this right here, 2018, is actually my 10-year anniversary. Come on, 10 years in America? Yeah. I learned this accent just for that applause, man. Um, but although I moved here from India, I feel like I could do a way better job than Kanye at rapping. Except the lyrics to my track would be, I am a fob. And here's how they would go. I am a fob, all the way from Hyderabad, in an Indian restaurant. So hurry up with my garlic naan. <laughs> I'm so happy you guys know what garlic naan is. I did the last couple of jokes with four girls from the marina in North Beach. They, they thought garlic naan was Italian bread. What? Yeah, actually. Yeah, I know. The, the, the joke before that about the white people, they wanted me deported for sure. <laughs> Not like that shit. Um, I just started comedy last month and it's been super fun, but uh, people confuse me for more successful Indian comics all the time. A couple of weeks ago at Cobbs on a Sunday, I was hanging out and they were like, hey man, you're Janesh, right? You had a really good set. You should definitely headline next time. And I was like, of course, man, I would love the headline. Just give me a spot, but I'm not Janesh. <laughs> and uh, one of my friends walked up to me and he was like, yo man, listen up. Are you trying to be the next Aziz? And I was like, Yo, man, listen up. <laughs> How could you be so dumb? <laughs> I am not a Zeus. I didn't stick my fingers in her mouth. <laughs> and that's how Aziz ruined it for all of us. That's my time. Give it up for your host. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. Great energy. Did you really just start comedy a month ago? Yeah. All right. You had to put that energy somewhere, huh? It's like I've been humping the couch and now I got to take it on the road. I get that. I get that. I, um, I, 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 I love rap music. I love rap music and I'm so white that people make fun of me all the time because it's like I'm, walk I'm like driving down the street in my Mini Cooper convertible. I couldn't get any, any more whiter. And I'm like listening to Dr. Dre, you know, and my friends are always like, uh, they're like, how can you listen to that music? You know, it degrades women, you know? They're always talking about getting high and shooting guns. I'm like, it's just a snapshot of their day, guys. They're just kind of like showing us what they do every day. You shouldn't be so, you know, that was new and I just think it's terrible. I gotta work on it. I gotta work on it, I gotta work on it. All right, um, give it up for your next comic coming up. Um, let me see if I get this name right. Give it up for Cody Sela. Oh, okay. Hello, hello. Hello. I don't know if you guys can tell by looking at me, but I got good at guitar in high school. <laughs> I did it so I could try to get laid, but it didn't really work out. My generation's, <laughs> my generation's not really into guitar solos. That was more of like a 70s and 80s thing. So I gave up on my generation and started fucking their moms. <laughs> it worked out a lot better for me. I've never been very athletic. I can't get shit past a soccer goalie, but I can slide in and score on a soccer mom. That's my shit. 
that's my shit. The thing is, when you're fucking a mom, I mean, you gotta have some technique if you're gonna please a pussy that's literally had a human being come through it, you know? So when you're doing that, you know, you're in there, the pussy adjusts to your dick, you know, it gets consistent. That's when you pull out and just give her the head and some change. Because that pussy's gonna clamp down like it wants every cent of that change. Like you're trying to divorce it. And then that's when you give it full blast again. And that's the closest a woman's gonna feel to being a virgin after she's given birth. I mean, at least with your shit, there's always a bigger fish, right? Not all dicks are created equal. Not all dicks are created equal. Not all boners are created equal. You know, like you have the half chub, you have the full mass, and you have the ragers. The ragers are when you get a boner and you're like, fuck man, your body's like, this is a medical emergency. We gotta get this shit home stat. And they don't come from shit you'd expect, like seeing a hot ass. They comes from like seeing like a text message that's like, hey, I wanna sit in your lap. But I've been working all day, and I'm kinda sweaty. That'll turn you into a dog, like I'll lap that up. That's, the, that's, the, that's those werewolf boners. Then you'll be out for blood. You're driving around with a boner like that, you see a cute girl in traffic, and you just wanna rear end her car. So that way she'll have to pull over and exchange information. It works out sometimes. I was going to the store the other day and there's a homeless dude out front. And I see this guy all the time singing country songs. And so he recognized me. And as I was passing him, he looked me in the eye and he goes, hey man, I've been working through my depression too. <laughs> and I'm like, two? Is that the kind of vibe I'm putting out, man? Fuck. Game recognized game. I gotta give him some respect, man. He's my, my homeless spirit animal. I think uh, dudes are better at remembering faces than they are remembering names. Because when they're talking to you, they're not thinking about fucking you in the name. You know? You can't really come all over syllables. Like, uh, I saw this really, really cute, skinny girl, but she was way too skinny. I decided to ask her out to dinner just to make sure she'd get dinner. She said no, but I still gave her lunch money. But it made me feel like uh, giving money to a homeless person, you know, because they're not really going to spend it on food. So when she was walking away, I'm like, man, I really hope that nameless girl with the fuckable face buys a sandwich. I really hope so. Does anybody else want to hear the rest of the conversation Trump had with Billy Bush? Sure. I want to hear the rest of it. It felt, it felt like he was leading into some instructions, you know? Like, step one, grab her by the pussy. Step two, you scoop the tit. Step three, you lift and you turn. Maybe it's just some ballet shit. Or maybe it was like self-defense, you know? Like female assailants coming at you, you stop her by grabbing her in the pussy. Then you slide under and you uppercut the butthole. I think I could get behind a president who says punch her in the butthole. It's a much, power, much more powerful statement. Because you wouldn't want to be in front of him, right? Get behind that shit. Get behind that shit quick. Uh, let's see. Don't you hate it when you're talking to somebody and they check their phone? It's fucking rude, right? What's worse? What's worse is when they're talking to you and they check their phone. <laughs> because it's like they understand how uninteresting what they're saying is. Anyway. <laughs> I think uh, there are some unsung heroes in this country. Unsung heroes. Because the main reason people don't do bad is because they don't want to go to prison. And the reason people don't want to go to prison is because they don't want to get raped. So you guys got to remember to thank rapists for keeping our streets clean. Woo, all right, that bombed. I'm just gonna get the fuck out of here, guys. Uh, have a great night. Welcome your host back to the stage. Good job, and you're a prop comic too. That's awesome. Oh, man.
I'm just kidding. No, it totally worked. I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you because that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. That's what happens. No, that was that was great. I realize I shouldn't critique everybody as they get off the stage. This is something I'm starting to realize. It's like kind of fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just supposed to like do jokes and then be like, all right. But it's it's like fun, right? I feel like we're in like kind of like we're at a session, right? This is a this is a group session, and we're just all trying to work our shit out, right? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I uh, I was walking down the street the other day and. Um, this guy flashed me one of these gestures. Have you guys seen this? this <laughs> you seen that? You seen that? Was it him? No, it was not him, because that would have been hilarious. But, no, I would have said something, for sure. I wasn't going to let that shit go, right? No, yeah, he flashed me that, and I was just like, dude, who gives a sideways blowjob? What the fuck? Uh, that doesn't make sense, huh? right? It doesn't. I don't know. I don't know, it just doesn't make sense. But then I was thinking about it, and I was like, hey, maybe I want to watch TV while I give one. What? Right? Just be kind of like this, just like. (laughs) Something like that. Something like that is what I was thinking. Oh, shit, I forgot who the next person is. Hold on, talk amongst yourselves for a second. Oh, yes, I remember, I remember. Okay, okay. All right, you guys ready for your next comic? All right. Um, very funny lady. Her name, this, uh, this lady I've never seen before, but um, I know she is fucking hilarious. Her name is, give it up for Jackie Pearl. I'm originally from Honolulu. We hug people. That's what we do. I sexually molest people all over the bay. Um, <laughs> I want you guys to give it up for the ladies in the house, okay? Especially the ones who are getting on stage, right? Right? It's hard. We have to go out, especially the single ladies in the middle of the night, hang out in dark bars. You know, often we're the only gals there, right? Right? I just wish that somebody had told me about this only chick in the room thing back when I was in high school, because when I was 18, I was totally down to date, broke, bearded, 25-year-old potheads who still live with their parents. <laughs> Miss that window, goddammit. Um, I've had a lot of life changes recently. I lived in Honolulu for 33 years. I divorced my cheating husband. Thank you. I moved from Honolulu to Sacramento, and I decided to become a stand-up comic because that's a really sound financial choice, as my guy at Edward Jones tells me. Um, but yeah, the world is very different. The last time I dated, literally, was 1989. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to be 53 on Sunday. Yeah, April Fool's Day. Easter and my birthday and rent all fall on the same day. Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, But yeah, a lot of changes. So back in 89, who was not even born in 89? Tell me that. You weren't. 89, okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's literally the last time I dated. I graduated high school in 83. I was born in 65, 1965. I'm older than your mother, I'm guessing. Yeah, oh, good. Um, but it, the world is very different. Like, 
we didn't have cock rings. We didn't talk about fisting back in 89. We didn't talk about butt plugs. This is, I'm, I, I, I'm dating again, and this is a whole new fucking world. You also used to meet people organically back then, right? Seriously, organically. You used to go out and say, hey, at a grocery store. Hey, at a library. Hey, at church. Not that I go to church, but some people did that. Um, and, and nowadays, it's all online. And I have three adult kids. It's not like I'm leaving them home Macaulay Culkin style. They're 18, 21, and 23, and they're giving me dating advice. It's fascinating. They know more about this shit than I do. But yeah, it's a very, very different world. Um, I got on a few dating apps, and I'm really loving the swipe left shit. I'm digging that. Um, But yeah, uh, so when I... uh, first started dating again and divorced my husband, my older married friends are accusing me had a midlife crisis, right? Like this is a midlife crisis, I guess, because I'm out with you guys. My kids think I'm home at a live taping of an NPR concert tonight because I lie now uh, and sneak out and then sneak back in holding my heels like you see in those college videos. But um, yeah, and, and I will tell you this for the ladies here, you're not there yet, I am. But don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. Midlife is just basically puberty backwards. I'm not kidding. This is high school all over again. You've got weird hair growing out of weird places. Your hormones are up and down. You're like a prepubescent teen freaking with the hormones and shit. You're boy crazy because you haven't had sex in so long if you've been married for 25 years like me, right? It's insane. And so I tell my girlfriends, I said... I am not having a midlife crisis. I'm just going back to what I used to do. I used to race motorcycles. I used to jump out of airplanes. I'm not saying I'm going to walk naked through the Taco Bell drive-thru again. I might, but I'm just saying I used to have a life. I used to do fun stuff, and I'm getting it all back. Fuck you, Jay Wook. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so I went out on a date for the first time in 25 years, since 1989, went out on a date, and we hit it off, and it was really good. And he said to me at the end of the night, he said, want to go back to my place, fool around a little bit, you know? And I went, are you crazy? You have a seven-year-old and a 17-year-old in the upstairs bedroom. Are you insane? And he said to me, shh, we'll be quiet. And that's when I really realized this really is just freaking high school all over again. That's the same thing as, shh, your dad will hear, shh, the kids will hear. Exact same thing, exact same thing. So ladies, I'm here to tell you that there is life beyond that. Get through all of this and then there will be life. But gentlemen of a certain age, of which there are absolutely none in comedy clubs, um, your best bet to getting with a that cheerleader you're still kind of thinking about back in high school is to get with a 50-year-old divorcee. She's going to be hormonal as fuck, willing to try this new sex thing everybody's talking about, maybe even willing to have it with people in the next room, shh, shh, same thing, and scared to death of being pregnant. All right, my name is Jackie Pearl. I run a thing called Carpool Comics. Sorry, sweetie. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a podcast on Facebook, so look it up, Carpool Comics. We tape on the way there and the way back. Super fun. Hey, Jackie Pearl. She's going to go get in her minivan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Minivans are great because you can live in them if you have to. If, oh, sorry. I don't know. It's not, I've never done that. Hey, uh, so you guys having a good time? Everybody having a good time? 
Yeah, you know what the problem is? Let me tell you what the, what, this is the biggest problem that's happening in this room right now. If you guys have ever come to one of these open mics in this room before, um, there is usually a heavy pot smell going on right now. And I think it helps with the laughter. So yeah, if you could spark that up so we could, oh, but that's a vape? Oh yeah, see, we're not gonna get a secondary off of that. Sorry, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, that's very selfish. No, I have a friend who, uh, whenever I go anywhere with him, will be outside and he'll be asking everybody if they wanna, if they wanna like take a puff off of his pipe. And I'm like, dude, that's why no one sucks your dick. You know that? It's just. <laughs> All right, are we got, are we ready for our next comic? Yeah. Woo! Wait, I keep doing that. Woo! <laughs> always do that. Woo! Keep it away from your mouth. All right, our next comic coming up here in, is Miss Sarah Cooper. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Sarah Cooper. I uh, worked in uh, corporate America in an office job for a really long time. Anyone else have an office job here? Yeah. Um, it's where I learned to be super aggressively passive aggressive. Um, I uh, hated my manager, and uh, so I signed up for this course called How to Deal with an Incompetent Manager because I knew that all my training courses went to him for approval, so he was able to see that. Um, we always tried to solve problems uh, through email. So we'd email back and forth, and then the email would get too long until someone said, why don't we have a meeting? And then we'd have a meeting, and then the e meeting would get cut off. And so someone would say, let's go back to email. And then we'd go to an email, and that would go back and forth until someone said, let's have a meeting. And then we'd have a meeting, and that could get, uh, cut, off, get cut off. And then we'd have go back to email. And then we'd go back to a meeting, and then we'd email, and then we'd meet, and then we'd email, and then we'd meet, and then we'd email, and then we'd meet, and then we'd meet, 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 and then we'd meet email, and then we'd email, and then we finally decided to just have sandwiches for lunch. Uh, so that's exactly what happened almost every day. Uh, I, uh, I had trouble uh, speaking up in meetings. Um, I had trouble asserting myself. Uh, anyone else have trouble asserting themselves? Good job. You're doing good. You're, you're doing good then. Uh, yeah, getting better. Um, I, uh, I felt like I had to say something meaningful in meetings, uh, but then I noticed that the salespeople would speak up even when they didn't have anything meaningful to say. And so um, I noticed some tricks that you can do to look smarter in meetings, um, even when you have nothing meaningful to contribute. Uh, one of them is you can translate percentages into fractions. So if someone says 25% of people clicked on this button, go, oh, about one in four and make a note of it. <laughs> and everyone will be really impressed with your quick math skills. Um, another one uh, is to ask, will this scale? No matter what it is, just say, is this gonna scale? No one knows what that means, but it makes you look really smart, like you really care about what's going on. Um, and another good one is if someone's giving a presentation, uh, it doesn't matter where it is in the presentation, just go, um, could you go back a slide? And as soon as you do that, all of your coworkers will think that you're going to brilliantly point out something on that slide that they all missed. You don't have to say anything. You can just kind of look at the slide and nod and, and then go, OK, yeah, let's move on. Um, and it'll immediately make you look super, super smart. 
Um, I worked at uh, Google for a while. Um, it was fun working there. It was all about being googly. Uh, the new Googlers were called Nooglers, and uh, the older Googlers were called Greglers. That was anyone over 30. Um, they had some trouble coming up with the name for the black Googlers, though. Uh, so. They decided to just call them Jake and Sean. Uh, they figured that was the easiest thing to call them, yeah. <laughs> um, there, was a, there was some trouble with, with sexism there, um, but you know, being like one of the only women there, people are like, oh, it's really hard being a woman in tech, but it's not that hard, you know? Here's my advice. If you're a woman in tech, be prepared. Be really prepared, but not too prepared, because then you'll be uppity, okay? You want to be authentic, but you also want to hide all of your thoughts and feelings at all times. You want to smile, but you don't want to smile too much because then people will think you're flirting. But you don't want to not smile because then you'll look like a bitch. What you want to do is just look like you're having a stroke. Um, because then that, that's like right in the middle where like you'll look like you um, are approachable but not too approachable. I, for me, I always just try to be um, with men as, as non-threatening as possible, as, as not pushy, you know, as not competent as I can be, just try not to appear too competent. Um, I would put lots of smiley faces and emojis and exclamation points in my emails, and if I had to point out something wrong, I would just, you know, instead of saying, this is wrong, I'd be like, is this wrong? I, I don't even know. Like, uh, I don't even like numbers. You know, this might be wrong. It might not be. Um, and that was just an easier way to do that. Uh, I, uh, I did hear a rumor that the uh, software engineers at Google are so proud of working there that they have sex with their badges on. Yeah, uh, that's a joke. <laughs> they do not have sex, uh, no. Uh, my, my husband hates that joke because he's a software engineer at Google. Uh, we met at work. Um, and I feel like when you meet someone at work, it's not like settling, it's more like giving up. Um, <laughs> because it's just like I can see your calendar, you know, you're here, I'm here, let's just have like some really convenient sex. Um, and that's what that was like. Uh, let's see, what else did I wanna talk about? Um, I, uh, I, um, I've been uh, really getting into uh, beauty products. Uh, I saw an article called um, these 20 products reveal the secret of Asian beauty. So I bought 17 of them, and uh, they're really, really weird. I was putting this stuff on my face called snail mucus. Um, it's really, really viscous. You put it between your fingers, and it stretches out, and it gets in your nose and your mouth and all over the place. And I'm just rubbing this stuff on my face, and as I'm rubbing this stuff that's like straight from a snail's butt right onto my face, it hit me, these Asian beauty bitches are trolling us. They're just trolling us. I've been using this stuff for a while and I'm seeing no difference in my skin. I'm getting a little bit better at math, but I'm not seeing any, any difference in my skin at all. Um, and so I feel like the secret to Asian beauty is being born Asian. I think that's what the secret is. And I'm sorry if you're an Asian woman offended by the stereotype that you're all beautiful. I know that's hard to hear. Um, so I apologize for that. All right, thank you guys. My name's Sarah Cooper. Give it up one more time for Sarah Cooper. Some good shit promoting Synergy. Sarah Cooper. This I can't make the thing go up higher, so I'm just gonna have to do this. 
So, all right, you guys ready for your next comic? You having a good time? Yeah. Woo! Everybody's having a good time? Yeah? All right. Uh, your next comic is apparently a brand, not just a person. His name, uh, give it up for Jay Wick Comedy? No. What's the Jay W? Oh, it's Wook. Oh, see, the, the whole O didn't happen. No. It was just like a this. All right. Give it up for Jay Wook Comedy! Let's give it up for your host, Erie, man. She's murdering it. Fucking, I think Amazon listens to me too much, dude. That Alexa bitch, right? Because I didn't even know there were dick ring sizes, and she just orders them for me. So, Erie, just ask Alexa how big my dick is, because clearly she knows what size cock ring I have. Just saying. Ah. How you guys doing today, man? San Francisco, this is nice, man. This is weird as shit. Like, I feel awkward here. I wash my hands a lot. Not because I'm, like, afraid of getting something, because I'm afraid someone's going to call me out on it here. Like, to the point where I even put the toilet seat down in that fucking bathroom. Because I'm afraid someone's going to be like, you were in here last. And tip for all you guys, if you ever sit there, you'll always be asked, is somebody in there? Yeah, because I guess that's your job. Someone, the, the artist who creates all this beautiful stuff, get up for the artist, all right? I, I, I personally, I personally would love a sign that says, ask this person if it's occupied. You know, something just real artistic right there, because that just happens. Ah, so I'm a dad, you guys. It happened. It happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got two of the best, seriously, the best, most wonderful. I'm a father of three, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I love all of them the same. This is just recorded, right? You know, they're all my favorites. You know, they, they say kids are your payback. Dude, someone got the wrong fucking resume for me. I was not as bad as Hitler, man. All right? I deserve something good. And I know that sounds very white privilege to me in this day, right? Like this whole privilege thing. And uh, lately, I don't know what your Facebook feed looks like, but a lot of my shit says it's hard being white. <laughs> he said, the hardest thing is to be a white man in America. And I was like, my Facebook feed is hella racist, dude. And I was like, oh my God, but there's an algorithm that's telling me I might be hella racist, right? It really is. Why am I seeing all this shit? And I go, yeah, it's so hard when the black guy's not there anymore and we have our own person. It's a lot of complaints. A lot of complaints in the Sacramento right now. It's, uh, there was an article that says the new KKKK is the police department. And again, my uncle rised up on Facebook, so that's why I've missed all the meetings. I'm just kidding. That's a total fucking joke. Come on, it was my grandpa. He's just bad at Facebook and doesn't keep a schedule. I hate that that's true. I'm glad you guys didn't laugh. Racism is hella terrible. It is, unless you're Asian where everything's fucking dope, right? Never, you guys even give like the best pedicures with fish and shit. Like, the smart ones are like, just put your feet in the tank. It's going to be great. And they eat all the fucking skin off. Have you guys seen this shit? Yeah, okay. I just sounded maybe hella too racist when I said it, but it was fucking amazing to me. It's illegal in California. Right? 
it gets even worse. We're so paranoid about water. Sacramento area is the only place that doesn't recycle water. All right? You guys have plastic bags down here still, or are you guys done with those? We still have those. They, they cost 10 cents now. You know how I know they're not worth 10 cents? Because homeless people will pick up the can right next to it and leave that fucking bag right there. <laughs> fucking, you guys are dirty. That's like real shit. I had a couple nods and a couple laughs. I have no idea how to fill you guys out. For real. I love this. I really do. I love this room, man. Give it up for this room. The people that have created it. The people that put energy into it. Give it up for your host, Erie. I really do. This is where you grow. This is where you survive. This is where you become better. And hopefully one day I will be too. And that's why I'm here. But that's why we contribute. I mean, I don't remember how much I gave. <laughs> I like the way you say that. She's all, it's a lot. <laughs> Call back. Respect. I fucking love you. You're gangster. Embrace yourself up here. Be 100%. You're like, oh, I'm going to tell you a joke. Dude, you were you. You roasted us afterwards. Wasn't that dope? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and the only time she was uncomfortable was when he was hella big. She's like, yeah, that fat stuff was funny. <laughs> <laughs> thank you I'm only playing for him fuck you guys dude jeez I, I, I used to have a joke about the loud black guy in the back but I don't say it anymore cause they fucking love me my fucking people man get my news from world star on this motherfucker I really do I heard about little peep I'm like oh shit that's terrible who the fuck is little peep Thank you. Give it up for people that had the same thought. Seriously. So I look up who this fuck is, and he's the most untalented artist I've ever heard in my life. And I'm okay with talking bad about the dead. Michael da Jackson was a kid toucher. Was that disrespectful for me to say? No. It was just so true for San Francisco. Usually someone goes, <gasps> but he can dance. That doesn't take everything away. Jared from Subway lost weight eating sub sandwiches because a fucking hero. Kid toucher, all gone. One thing you guys do could ruin your entire life, right? You're like, no, I'm hella rich. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> no, for real. I feel like that every day. I, I don't even, because I'm married, still married, successfully married for like 13 years. Give it up. Yeah, I'm a little older than I look, or you're probably right. One of those two things, okay? And I wake up every day not wanting to please my wife, but I just don't want to fuck up her day, man. It's my only goal. And I'm a champ dad. Just like that Santa Rosa. What was her name, Jackie? Kayla. Kayla. Kayla understands. It's so dope being a dad. When you're a mom, you got to be like that Starbucks mom, pretty decent stroller, you know, Driving a decent car, like that's a mom shit. And then I don't know why people give a fuck. Yeah, it's retarded, right? It really is. You're gonna laugh at that. <laughs> retarded. I know you guys now. You're my people. You're my people. You know, as a dad, man, one day I, wa I, I drove my kids to school. I did. I drove my kids to school. Give it up for that. All right, right? And that's how I felt going into school. There was this mom holding her twins. Looked like she smelled like she hadn't showered in at least two days, right? And I'm like, oh, kids, walk over here. She probably has lice. Come over here. And uh, she goes, wow, father of the year. Dude, get it right. Being a dad's fucking dope, man. When the bar's down here, dude, we're all LeBron James with his big dong donking over by everybody. The extreme callback. Give it up for Erie Mutiny Radio. Thank you so much. I'm Jay Wook. Follow us, Carpool Comics Jackie. Thank you so much, Erie. Okay. Thank you very much, Jay Wook Comedy. Woo! All right.
All right. Lice, huh? You know what? I realized, have you guys noticed this? I don't hear that much about people getting crabs these days. That's awesome. Yeah, I think we've eradicated crabs. Isn't that awesome? I mean, it's probably like the grooming we're doing or something, you know? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's the grooming or something. But I did, I did actually tell that joke uh, at a room a couple days ago, and this one guy in the back just goes, nope. So I don't, I'm not 100% sure. That guy's keeping it alive. You know what I mean? Um, all right. Let's give it up for our next comic, and I'm probably going to fuck up his name. Uh, Jim McVeigit? Jim McVeigit, yeah! Oh my God, uh, my lips just touched this microphone. Uh, I was gonna experiment with tension just for like my entire set and then my lips touched the microphone and great. They say you should dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. So I showed up to work wearing my boss's skin. I got mad. You should dress for the job that you want so I got naked because I don't want a job. I want to go home. <laughs> cool. Me and my partner, um, we went to go buy a couch. The salesman said, this is an expensive couch. Why don't you go ahead and make yourself at home? So I sat down and I started crying on it. <laughs> it was a good couch. I bought it. I went, to, I went to see a hypnotist for binge eating and it worked. I don't have any more money for food. I just see her once a week. I give her all my money and I can't eat anything. Standing next to, um, well, I was at the dollar store and I had to break a 50. It went out of business. Uh, I am trying, like summer is coming up, I'm trying to get my beach body ready. I'm just not sure which outfit I want to wash up in. <laughs> what am I wearing? Is this too much navy? They're going to, like, look at this little sailor in all his navy. I'm like, no, that guy was unemployed. I really wanted to experiment with silence and tension. Like, it's really interesting how you can milk a laugh out of not saying anything. And that's kind of my goal, is to not have to actually write any jokes. It's just to <laughs> stare a crowd down until they're so uncomfortable with my weird eye contact. Anyway, I was standing next to, I was standing next to a couple, because, and I was, I was just minding their own business. And the man, he moved. The woman didn't notice. She was on her phone and thinking that I was him. I could tell that she thought that I was him, because she turned and she said, I love you. Ah! And I still felt good. It still felt really good. It was as if I didn't hear her scream in my face. Uh, I stole another man's intimacy, and it was fantastic. I, it was, I didn't say it back. I didn't, uh, I didn't know what to say. I couldn't think of anything cute or like clever, so I was just like, yep. And then, uh, 
and then she she turned to him and she's like i'm sorry like she she's like babe you know i love you but i felt like my i love you was so much better than his and he knew my i love you was so much better than his and i hope they think about me every time they fight but i forgot half the punch lines for that I think it's weird that like two couple like a couple can just like make out hard on the street corner and just like really go at it just in public but when a homeless guy does it everyone's like fucking uh gross just like dude never mind uh okay okay premises premises uh I'm through with weed I know a lot of you smoke weed I can't do it I feel like if the way that if I want to feel like the way that I move my body is wrong and everybody is talking about it, I'll just go lift weights at the gym. <laughs> Trying to find a new job. It's like in a pinch. Like I was looking at my resume and I was like, if I was in a hurry, my resume could double as a suicide note. All I would have to do is just sign it and the police would, they'd figure it out. And they'd be like, look at that font. Look at the gaps in his resume. Uh, he listed public speaking under special skills. If they saw this set, they'd be like, uh. uh I'm learning how to bake right now, and it's kind of fun. Um, a recipe called for a cup and a half of sugar, so I had to tear open like 90 sugar packets. I had to, I had to go to the Starbucks like three times. It bothers me how we measure things. Like I, I'm not very good with like tablespoons, teaspoons. I kind of wish we would just switch to the metric system because like the metric system is really elegant. And I feel like the U.S. would switch to the metric system once men realize that like 10 centimeters sounds so much larger than four inches. Does everybody get that? Who's gonna get that? Also, my lips just touch this microphone one more time. Three, three times. If I, if three times, and I'll cry. I swear to God, it's so fucking gross. Imagine all the people that have used this microphone. Anyway, I got tested recently. I got like for everything, and I'm all clean. And I swear to God, if I get fucking cold sores, uh, I'm gonna have to tell. I'm gonna have to explain that to. I don't know if those laughs are coming from the outside, but I still count those. Those are my laughs. Anything that happens during my time, I have earned. Um, cool, cool. So, hey, what uh, what does everybody want to be when they quit comedy? What do you want to do? You know? You want to go back to community college or? Cool. Who's in debt? How much money do you make? Hell yeah. Give it up for jmaccomedy.com. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. One, oh, one more minute? Okay. Cool. I should just eat this microphone for the next. Um, okay. Well, I think I've gotten a lot out of this set. It's interesting that like this makes us better regardless of... Where's that $2? There we go. I love that I don't have to feel bad about eating shit on stage if I just put $2 into a jar. Like, if I just put $2 in, I'm like, look, I've just supported a nonprofit. I've just supported a nonprofit. Um, cool. You guys have been great. I really wish you success in your art, and I hope everybody finds meaningful love. Uh, goodbye. Jim McVega. Did I actually pronounce your name correctly? Yeah.
I, what's your name? Jim McVeigh. McVeigh? But it's got so many letters. Oh, maybe you brought up the wrong I really doubt it. There's like extra, all kinds of extra letters in there. They're all silent. just me wiping off the microphone. That was just me wipe, wiping off the microphone. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> wow, at least he left $2 on the dresser, huh? Jesus Christ. He could not have got out of here faster. Put his pants right on and just... All right. Everybody having a good time? Everybody having a good time? And thank you guys to the comics that stay after and watch other comics. I really fucking appreciate that because it's nice when there's an audience when you're up here, you know? Speaking of quitting comedy, I try to quit comedy right before I go on stage every fucking time. I do. And the reason I do it, the reason I do it is because if I bomb, right, then I'm like, you can't, you can't fire me. I already fucking quit, right? Yeah, and then if it goes well, I get off the stage and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start comedy again. That's right. And when people ask me how long I've been doing this, I'm like, for like 15 minutes. That's right. That's how good I am. That's how fucking good I am. All right. Uh, your next comic coming up uh, has a really pretty name that I'm probably going to butcher. So tell me your name. Tell me your here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, wait, maybe that's not you. Hold on. Yes. Go sit down. <laughs> Is it you? Oh, it's a Oh, sorry, it's an Indian. Oh, is it? Damn it. We got a chameleon. All right, you ready? Aditya. Is that good? Maybe I'm not gonna get this going. Hey, yeah, so my name is Aditya, everyone. Uh, I'll put this in real quick. Uh, so my family, uh, as my name suggests, comes from like a pretty like conflict-ridden region in the world, right? There's a pretty big clash of cultures. People are always arguing whether the border was drawn the right way and stuff. You know, like right on the edge of New Hampshire and Massachusetts? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I am from the Boston area originally. Uh, if someone over here could just remind me to mention that every like minute or so, that would be that'd be great. Um, no, no, I'm kidding. I'll I'll remember. Uh, I kind of have, like the stereotypical Boston story, you know. Uh, my family came over from Dublin back in the 1800s, and oh, I'm kidding, obviously. No, no, they came over on the Mayflower actually. Uh, I guess they thought it'd be good to have like a translator or two with all the Indians here. I guess I don't I don't know. I don't know what that was about. No, I'm kidding. But there were some stereotypical parts about my upbringing in Boston, right? Like, a lot of parents in the Boston area, my parents really wanted me to grow up to be like Matt Damon, right? I mean, 
man, was he good at math and goodwill hunting. I mean, <laughs> my parents were really hoping. <laughs> yeah. No, but I'm, I'm living out here now, and I notice like everyone's just trying to maximize their productivity these days, right? Like, just you should be wasting no time. Even during your commute, you should just be conquering the world. Which is why I don't understand all the animosity towards Muni, right? Do you realize how much you can get done on a three-stop Muni ride? I mean, I finish a season of The Wire, teach myself Mandarin, and then forget Mandarin before I get to work every morning, <laughs> right? Like, the other day between Powell and Montgomery, I saw a receding hairline. And it's not that I saw a guy with the receding hairline. I mean, I literally saw that hairline take a step back, right? Like, if physically aging on your commute every morning isn't productivity, then I don't really know what is, right? Because you can just check that box off for the day, right? Aging, done. No. Uh, but you can, like, if you look around on the train or bus, you can kind of always tell who reads those productivity self-help books, right? Because it'll always be like that absolute go-getter who's, like, taking his morning dump on the train, right? Like, and it's like, that guy is not wasting any time, right? Uh, and, and you're thinking to yourself, like, what does this look like, man? Bart? Like, come on. Uh, and, and if you guys have never seen someone taking a dump on Muni, then you've never been on Muni before. I'm sorry. I personally feel like Garfield established this real misconception that Mondays are the worst day of the week, right? And I've got to res respectfully disagree with our 20th president on this one. Right? Like... Mondays aren't that bad, right? <laughs> Wednesdays, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Wednesdays are the hardest day of the week, right? Because it marks like that hump, you know, that you got to get over, like hump day. Hey, can someone write that down? I, I really like that, actually. Can uh, we should start saying that? No. no, but think about it, right? Every other day of the week, you walk into the office and they hand you a script for talking to your coworkers, right? Like Monday, Tuesday, oh, how was your weekend? Thursday, Friday, oh, any plans this weekend? And then you just nod along without listening, right? And then when it's your turn to, uh, and then when it's your turn to respond, you just say, "Oh yeah, I've heard the snow quality in Tahoe has been terrible this year." And 75% of the time, that's going to be the correct response. And the other 25% of the time, you just say, "Oh yeah, I've been meaning to check out Barry's boot camp too." <laughs> no. But then Wednesday arrives, and it's like a freaking improv class being taught on like a tightrope, right? Everyone just panics. And people start resorting to talking about like the current events of the day and stuff, right? Like the fact that it's Wednesday. Oh, can't believe it's Wednesday already. I mean, I can't believe they're making a Toy Story 4. I can't believe Elvis was naturally blonde. And I certainly can't believe it's not butter. But the fact that it's Wednesday is not the craziest thing I've heard this week, I've got to say. Uh -huh. All right, where was I going? Sorry, I got distracted by the time. I also, also, my lips, oh, he's gone, but my lips also touched this, by the way. <laughs> no. No. Um, no, but I'm being harsh to my coworkers, right? On Wednesday, your coworkers will also really open up to you about their deepest feelings and emotions, right? Wow, it really feels like a Friday to me. <laughs> and now that it feels like a Friday, you can get back on script, right? So, any plans this weekend? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like everyone's into dating apps these days, right? And my thing is, I don't feel that strongly about any of them, right? I mean, I like Twitter as a friend, but I don't know if I'm ready to throw any labels on that relationship, right? Like, if I'm gonna date an app, I wanna be sure, you know? Now, I did get on a couple dating apps recently, 
And my friends were giving me all this advice, like, oh, am I over? Sorry. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. Sorry. Okay, uh, uh, sorry, okay. Uh, my bad. Uh, my friends were giving me all this advice about, like, you should uh, make sure your photos don't have other people in them so it's not confusing, right? So you know the mystery box from Mario Kart? where you can hit it and get an item, I replaced all my photos with images of that, right? Because I feel like that's a lot more enticing, right? Like, now it could be anything, right? And I imagine, like, the girl's thinking, oh, please be a blue shell, please be a blue shell. All right, that's all I got. Thanks, everyone. All right. Good job, man. Thanks for leaving the phone. Oh, no, you took the phone. Okay. All right, that was good. That was good. Uh, the Garfield joke, President, I like that. You gotta hit the Garfield joke though, man. You gotta be like, and no disrespect to that president, just like hit it, man. Just fucking hit it, I liked it. That was very good, that was very good. Uh, I'm married, anybody married in here? No, no? Uh, really cute story how we met. Um, we were both out for a run, and uh, he's Mexican, so like at first I thought he was chasing me, but, <laughs> Yeah, no, it uh, no, it worked out great. Still got my wallet. It's all good. And um, all right, so you guys ready for your next comedian? I really wish if somebody could fix this, they they could they that would just be great. Okay, your next comedian, give it up for Mr. Casey Fields. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. I'm having a I don't know I'm having a bad day. This seems like a supportive room. Do you mind if I just workshop some shit and just kind of be straight up and kind of honest with you guys? All right. So my parents are uh, both on the internet, and uh, they're over 50, so they really suck at communicating on the internet. Um, like, uh, well, I actually take that back. I, I, I like my mom. I like my mom's emails. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things where you have to like decipher what they're trying to say every time you get like an email or a text or something from them. Like, like I think my mom is smoking weed right now because ever since California legalized marijuana, she's been sending me YouTube videos of cats at like two in the morning, and I was like, I think I think this is this is not this is not mom usually. Um, my. Uh, the reason why I'm having a bad day is because I actually got it. This is true. I actually got an email from my dad, and uh, he sends these ominous emails, um, and which, like, it, it was just one line. He just said, um, "Fatherhood is uh, like being a general to an army uh, you never volunteered for." And he sent it to me, his son, and I was just like, "What, what the fuck am I supposed to?" <laughs> What am I supposed to, what is, that, what is that supposed to fucking mean, dad? Right? And I was just like, what? I'm pretty sure fatherhood is the opposite. So like, you know, they got, you know, he found a woman, he got married, he had children, he divorced her, ran away with a woman named Lisa, <laughs> went on a motorcycle trip to Mexico, and didn't see me for eight years. I'm just like, no, I... The o if you're a general to an army, the only thing you're leading us to is depression and self-hatred. That's where this fucking army is going. But, yeah, I don't know. I was just, it, it's one of those things. It's just like, do I respond to this shit or do I just uh, let it go? I think I'll just let it go. Like, you're, you know, he's over 50. Like, he's not going to change. Wow, that just went dark. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'll go back to material. All right, so I was driving my car the other day. 
<laughs> through the suburbs. And uh, this is true. I, I actually saw one of those signs that said, uh, drive like your kids live here. So I rolled down the window and I went, I'm going out for cigarettes because I'm never going back. Uh, I actually had some extended family visit uh, from out of town. Um, they wanted to... Uh, go to Fisherman's Wharf and do that type of stuff, you know, buy a few knickknacks and cable car keychains, eat clam chowder out of a bread bowl. And I was trying to talk him out of it. I was like, dude, you know, you can have like a really cool, you know, authentic, you know, San Francisco experience. You know, I can take you to a badass taqueria. We can go see some Redwoods. And they're like, no, we'd rather do none of that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, so be it. What do I know? I only live here. Um, but, uh, yeah, one of the things that they uh, dragged me along to was a tour of uh, Alcatraz, which uh, is rough. Uh, I, I think I think we should make an actual tourist trap. Like, you know, every anytime like a family gets on to like the ferry to Alcatraz, we should just ship them off to Alaska instead. Just like, keep them there, <laughs> clear up traffic. Um, I yeah, I, I just have a problem with Alcatraz as a theme park. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's like, it's a former federal prison and you're trying to make it into Disneyland. They have a picnic area and slides. It's, it's kind of amazing, you know? It's, <laughs> uh, yeah, every major tourist attraction in San Francisco is horrific. Like the Golden Gate Bridge, it's the Bay Area's most popular diving board. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to enjoy this with anti-suicide posters all over the wall? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, I got to calm down. Um, I'm actually trying to lose some weight. Uh, I, uh, I weighed myself a couple weeks ago. I said I weighed 190 pounds, which is 20 pounds over where I really should be. And uh, it's pathetic. Not, not that I'm overweight, just the whole, you know, why me attitude I always have whenever I get on the scale. It's just like, what, what did I do to deserve this? All I did was never exercise and eat McDonald's every other day. McDonald's. You guys ever go to McDonald's and like so often that the people that are working there actually start to recognize you? It's amazing. You, you pull up to the drive-thru. I, I, this happened. I pulled up to the drive-thru and the guy was just like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And I was like, not good. Your friendship is uh, my wake-up call. This isn't going to work out. It's the one place I don't want to be recognized. All right, that's my time. Thanks so much. Fields, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Casey Fields. That was... That's good. You know what? I love your energy. You have really good fucking energy up here. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And, um, you know, when they recognize you at McDonald's and you're like, hey, Dad, you know, it's not. It's not. I don't know. It was a stupid tagline. I'm so sorry. I fucking hate it when comedians do that to each other, too. That sucked. Wow. I can't believe I did something like that. All right. You guys ready for your next comedian? All right, give it up for Jeremiah. Right? Fuck that guy. I fucking hate Jeremiah. You know, you know what? I uh, I gotta tell you, I really think they should make Alcatraz a little bit more. You know, they have that thing where you can go in and like spend the night in a cell. Did you guys know about that? 
Yeah, you can go in and like, or I don't know if you can spend the night there, but it's like you go in, they'll lock you in a cell. They're supposed to get, they're giving you like an idea of what it's like, you know? Right? I just think they went too far when they have the guy come in and rape you in the middle of the night. All right. Let me find out who the next person is. Fuck Jeremiah. Messed up everything. Had to memorize a name for nothing. All right. You ready for the next comedian? Give it up for Max McCannon. Does anybody have change for a five? I don't want to pay five dollars twice in a row. Uh, no, well, I, I could take care of it later. I, um, I, uh, that's all right. We'll, we'll we'll take care of business later. I uh, I watched that movie, The Secret, recently. Have any of you guys seen that? Yeah, so basically, they tell you like, oh, if you just visualize yourself doing something enough, eventually it'll become a reality. But if that were true, you would have had sex with a lot of porn stars, and I would have had sex. That's <laughs> yeah, worth the shot. Um, all right. I don't believe in horoscopes. Uh, recently, I was talking to a lady, and she said, I'm a Virgo, so I'm serious and intense. And I said, well, I'm a Taurus, so I was discontinued by the Ford Motor Company in 2006. <laughs> I just couldn't compete with those mid-sized Japanese sedans. But nobody can, so that's all right. I, uh, I'm a big fan of math. Uh, I'm enough fan of them. Yeah, thank you. And we got some big fans. All right. This, this is, that's when you know it's going to be a good crowd when you got somebody who's like, "Woo, math!" This is going to be crazier than a rock concert. Pi yeah, Pi Day. Yeah, we had Pi Day. That's a big day for us. Um, but I don't know. Maybe you can relate to this. I, uh, I'm enough of a math enthusiast that I insist on referring to the Matrix movie trilogy as the Matrices. Like, like I tell people, like I, I didn't see the second Matrix. I only saw the first and third Matrices. And when I saw them, I tried to compute their eigenvectors. <laughs> I don't know, that's, a dumb, that's dumb. I'll never tell that joke again. I promise. Uh, let's see. I, uh, I like libraries. I'm a big fan of public libraries. Everything's free. It's great. I, uh, the, the one that I go to is Berkeley Public Library, and uh, people are crazy there. Like, it just feels like one flew over the cuckoo's nest became real. And you can check that book out there, and if you read it before you leave, you just feel like you're in the book. It's like, it's, like Juma, it's like a Jumanji moment. I, uh, one time when I was there, I decided to check out The Art of the Deal, which is Donald Trump's autobiography written by Tony Schwartz. Because I'm open-minded, all right, San Francisco? Uh, but then I, like, I had to take it to the front desk and like, the lady like, to check it out. And the lady just looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, what? like, all right, it's a little bit weird. But like, why am I the crazy one? The guy behind me is yelling at a bookshelf he thinks Dewey Decimal is a person that defeated Truman in 1948. And before that, he was in the nonfiction section telling all the books to keep it real. And like, I, I'm not like a Trump guy. I just like to read. Uh, and plus, now I'm like really good at making deals. Like, like, you'd be, like, I returned the book three days late, and the lady was like, that'll be 75 cents in late fees. And I was like, that's what you think. I'm gonna, I got 75 cents in late fees, and I'm, I'm going to make Mexico pay for it. You better convert it to pesos. I, don't um, I work uh, in downtown. I work for that company Fitbit, but I don't wear a Fitbit, so that's like pretty awkward, you know? Like I feel like every time I show up to the office, it's like I've committed a faux pas. Working at Fitbit and not wearing a Fitbit is like showing up uninvited to an AA meeting with a keg of beer. Everybody stares at you disapprovingly. 
and you're the only one there who isn't tracking how many steps you've taken. That's a, an AA 12-step joke. Anybody here in AA? All right, way to stay anonymous. <laughs> you walked straight into that one, which is impressive because alcoholics don't always walk straight. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I went to Lake Tahoe recently. I, uh, I forgot to bring sunscreen, though, so I had to buy some. I went to a gift shop. I found some. I picked it up. I looked at the label, and it said that it had the scent of sunshine. And I was like, what does sunshine smell like? I've never, I've never gone outside on like a hot day and been like, yeah, that's the good stuff, you know, or like, it's daylight saving, so it's going to smell good for longer. <laughs> or, or, or like, it's, it's an eclipse. Don't sniff directly at the sun. It'll burn your nostrils. And, and like, isn't it crazy they made the sunscreen smell like the thing that it's supposed to protect you from? <laughs> That'd be like if they made Raid that smells like bugs or baby-scented condoms. <laughs> I still have time. Damn, all right. Well, what should I talk about? Uh, I'll end there. That's cool. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Max McConnon. McCannon? Moncannon. Just say it. You know, I forget it. <laughs> forget it. I was, uh, you know, I made, a, I made a best friend the other day. I was, on a, I was on an airplane, and this woman was sitting next to me, and she was really scared. She was like, oh, my God, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. We're gonna... And I was like, dude, listen, if we do crash, who do you want to eat first, right? And it was so funny, because she goes, the screaming baby. And I said, oh my God, I was going to say the screaming baby. Oh my God. And then we talked about like how we cook it and stuff, you know, because like you totally have to cook that baby smell off. You know what I mean? Like that would really fuck with your head. All right. Everybody ready for my next comedian? My next comedian. As if I, I just hear my children or something. Um, give it up for Mr. Marcus Dittmeyer. All right, a lot of moving parts here. I'm, oh my God, I'm fine. I'm up here. Um, I'm so nervous, you guys. I am. I'm, I'm nervous. And, all right, uh, I want to explain to you guys moving parts. Uh, I want to explain to you guys my like this idea I have is sort of like a get off uh, thing I say as I, like at the end of my act every time. Uh, I've I've said it. I've tried it a couple times, but it's just weird. Um, and this probably won't be less weird if I explain it. But it's like. But if I say it at the beginning, then I go back and say it at the end, and it's like, woo, I made a, see what I did? I made a circle. Anyway, um, the thing I say is, uh, help, I'm stuck inside my body, and I'm, it's not working, you know, thanks. And, um, and it's like a reference to, uh, remember the Total Recall movie? Where uh, he's, Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, pretending to be like, dressed up in this old fat woman suit? And then he comes out, and it's not real, you know, because they ask him, you know, how long are you going to be staying in Mars, Marsia, or whatever the country was, or the planet? And he's like, uh, she's like, two, two weeks, you know, it's a lady. But then they, it was, oh, and we be, be bringing any fruits and vegetables? And uh, she's like, two weeks, two weeks, you know? And then the guy's looking at her like, what the hell? And then two weeks, and they're like, the suit starts coming apart, you know, like... So anyway, that's just, that's the visual I'm going for when I get off. You know, that's what's going on. I don't know. That's you know, like I said. Um, God, you really like feel it when you're up here. You know, it's this is real. Anyway, 
All right, moving parts. I gotta donate money here. I'm gonna. That's awesome. This is like a this piece of paper was a fucking great idea. Like this is a lucrative piece of paper. This this one. I mean this this piece of paper. Anyway, um, holy shit, you guys. A lot of you you guys are all staring at me. What the fuck? Why is everybody staring at me? Jesus Christ. What is it? All right, that's uh something that. A friend of mine dared me to do once when I was, uh, we were in a, like a Fenton's. Have you guys been to Fenton's on the East Bay? It's a big guy, you know, yeah. Yeah, you know Fenton's. Just like in the middle, like, why don't you just stand up and yell, start yelling, like, why the fuck is everybody staring at me? What the hell is going on? And then like, you know, walk out. And uh, I like, you know, I like, I had a friend who always dared me to do kind of funny shit. He was, I remember sending him an email. I had just like quit a job and he was like, uh, okay, the next thing you have to do is go and streak Safeway. Don't think about it. Just go just streak Safeway, and that like, and I was all high and like, just get like, that would be so funny. <laughs> like, um, anyway, um, another friend uh, had like online dating dares that he 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 had for me. He's like, I dare you to show up to your like, make a date on on OkCupid, but then before you uh, before you get there, go to like a ninety nine cent store and buy like you know uh, women's used women's pantyhose and put them on over your jeans and show up like that and see how that see how that goes and then the other thing he dared me to do was uh just you know go to a date and start talking to her for 20 minutes and then just like you know lean over the table and say like you know this we could keep getting to know each other or i could just you know we could just come up to my place and i'll just eat your pussy for a half an hour or whatever and uh so like you know he was just he just thought that uh he just thought you know you gotta you gotta try some shit you gotta test yourself try these things out and I think that if we'd gotten to know each other long enough if my friends you know if I were around that friend who dared me to do things often enough he probably would have said you know hey uh you know you know those two uh two female comedians you met at the you know comedy thing you should invite them to invite them to your hotel room and then ask them to if you could masturbate in front of them you know and then if they said you know and then if they say yes just go ahead and start doing it and uh I, you know, because I and I would and I would have, I could see myself being like, oh, that would be funny. Like I would, you know, I would have done that. Like I would, you know, just on a on a dare. So that's why I can't be mad uh, about like I, the stuff Louie did. I don't think I think I would have done that on a dare. Um, and uh, so like <laughs> all the stuff in his, uh, so especially like because all the all the things in that in his article, his you know his article, the the bad things he did, like m most of them are like. Uh, it's mostly a fetish thing, you know, like he didn't uh, like he basically asked people he worked with to, to go fuck except his thing was you know, he wanted to ask them to watch him jack off and that's like so it's like a fetish It's not like he did something wrong because if the story had been like hey Do you want to fuck like that wouldn't have been that wouldn't have been in the story But it was like a weird fetish and jacking off so it's like weird because he made he made jacking jacking off the thing we do to avoid doing perverted things right like we, we go jack off to you know, to get it out of our system, but now it's like, uh, anyway, it's kind of a bad, I don't have time to tie this together, guys. I feel like there's a lot, there's, again, there's a lot of moving parts anyway, and then, but then the big thing that happened with the two comedians, it's like most crimes, if there's two, th two victims, it's worse, like murder, double murder, way worse, but in this case, two victims, better, because like, imagine if there had been 12, like if you'd invited 12, you know, 12 people in the room and be like, all right, can I, can I jack off in front of you? And they're like, oh, you know, ah, and they laugh. And then he, before they get a chance to you know, jack off in front of 12 people, then they all, they're laughing and then they all leave. Like, would that be, that would be, that would be 
uh, would they all be like, holy shit, we were all just, I don't know, thought, that's a thought experiment. I'll just leave you with, with that thought experiment. Um, I'm stuck in this body uh, and uh, it's not working out very well. All right, hey, this has been really cool. Thanks, Community Radio. man you're not stuck in this body with me i'm stuck in this body with you i don't know that was a sorry that was a all right you guys ready for your next comedian so great news uh i can't do a lot of jokes in between because i don't want to run out of time everybody needs to get on so we're just gonna do this really fast hey everybody's having a really good time yay all right that's really great okay now let's bring up your next comedian he's really funny i know he is wait what was that in the back okay everybody come <laughs> Put your hands together for this really great comedian. His name is Anthony Medea. Hey, y'all, keep it going, y'all. Get some love, y'all. Get some love. That's what I'm talking about. Goddamn right. Yeah. I like how people kind of go like halfway, like, eh, we've done this all night. All right. Uh, you know, it's uh, I just uh, had surgery, y'all. Uh, so, and it's a great way to improve your sex life is by taking care of your hernias, y'all. All right. <laughs> Because uh, the thing that sucked about my hernias is that my, uh, my intestine was in my scrotum, y'all. So imagine trying having a nut while there's an intestine in your scrotum, y'all. All right? That's a little bit tough. Only thing is that was like pretty sad about it is that after it would happen, I would hear Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice in my head going, it's not a tumor. Because if you ever know what like a fucking hernia happens, that shit pops out and stuff like that. You remember a little kindergarten cop? And it's like, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I, I wonder how many of those kids were fucking, oh, it's such, if anything, now I'd look back at like movies like that and I'm so sad for those kids. All right? <laughs> you know? Or like, I remember being a kid too and you ever hear like uh, Michael Jackson's Never Ever Never Ranch, Ranch and shit? And I remember like seeing the shit and being like, man, why is he always bringing white kids there? And I'm like, hey, you know what? It's probably a good thing I didn't write an essay to him. <laughs> Because I would be like, God damn, hey, well, that's a pretty big giraffe you got there, Michael. Uh, but if anything, though, uh, I was like super into wrestling as a kid. Uh, and then uh, I became an adult and I wanted to have sex. Uh, so I stopped watching that shit, y'all. Uh, all right. But if anything, though, like I feel like uh, politicians should be looked at at like, uh, like wrestlers. That way it's a lot easier and shit. Because imagine if like fucking uh, Trump just came in and said, this is Trump mania and shit like that. And he'd be like, he looked all coked out and we're still having the same thoughts about him right now. Uh, so just let you know, like, and then, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton, she could have been a uh, uh, Sherry. You ever remember Sherry and stuff? She just had like a lot of like hair and shit and just would, you wouldn't actually like listen to her because uh, it's the United States of America and we don't do that shit here. But if anything though, um, what's it called? Uh, I recently moved into a new spot, y'all. Uh, only thing is, I had to convert the dining room into my room, which means not only that I had to pay for a wall, I had to build it as well. <laughs> that shit fucking sucked, y'all. And I was like working with my hands, thinking I'm all good. Like, oh yeah, I'm learning a lot, like good shit. Cause like it's one thing to go to college, but it's another thing to actually work with your hands. Cause if you're fucking like, if you start to get carpal tunnel, you ain't doing jack shit with your hands except uh, swiping left and right, which is pretty sad, y'all. Uh, <laughs> like if it hurts to pick up a book, uh, you should really put down the phone, y'all. All right. Cause if anything though, hey, um, like how do you do, uh, kill a zombie, y'all? Uh, you don't let them recharge their iPhones. All right. <laughs> If anything, uh, does anyone have an iPhone 8 charger, by the way? All right? <laughs> What's it called? Uh, I grew up in uh, South Central LA, but a lot of people don't believe that because I'm alive. <laughs> people always ask me about like, uh, 
Anthony, like you always seem to be so happy and stuff. Like, well, why are you always like that? I was like, well, it's pretty simple. If you grow up in the inner city of America and make it past 25, you look at life a little bit differently. All right, y'all? Because if anything, Tupac said he was going to like, you were going to be dead by 25. Like, oh, no, not Tupac. And sure enough, he did, y'all. Uh, but if anything, though, that's why like um, being from there has helped me with comedy. Because anytime I'm dying on stage, I'm like, it's not dying in real life, y'all. Because uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. All right, cool. I, I could do anything, you know? If anything, though, that's how I knew I wanted to get into show business because when the police helicopter be shining down their light and all my friends start to scatter, I jump in and start doing my bits, y'all. <laughs> Goddamn right. I was killing it. Or they were killing me. You know, it's uh, tough to tell. It's tough to tell when your audience is 20,000 feet in the air saying, get the fuck down. And as a comedian, I'm thinking, it was like, does that mean my time's up? Is that the, the light right there? Uh, another exotic animal, uh, the hood rat. Also known as Hurata for the bilingual. Uh, this one time, uh, these two ladies would call each other hood rats. And I thought I had to be the voice of reason here, y'all. And that's the last time I ever stepped in between my mom and my sister. All right? <laughs> uh, that, right. That, that was a scary day, you know? Because when you got two Latinos arguing amongst each other with, like, no apparent reason, and then, like, they're able to come together and get mad at a male. Oh, my gosh. That was very scary. I lost a finger for that joke, y'all. Uh, uh, I'll fuck with you. It's there. It's there, yeah? <laughs> Some people are like so freaked out. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, they do get that crazy. It's like only on the weekends with tequila, y'all. All right, that's how we get down. Uh, anyone ever get arrested in Mexico? Nope. Ah, it's exhilarating, y'all. All right. <laughs> you have tears of pain coming down your face. Because uh, like, it was crazy. Because like the only thing that saved me to go in like to jail was that, uh, you know, Mexico is the land of entrepreneurs. And we started negotiating how much my life is worth, y'all. And uh, just remember this. No matter how cool you think you are and like what's going on in your life, uh, your life might only be worth $29 in Mexico. All right. <laughs> Yeah, if anything, I just recently got booked for a, a, like this uh, bachelor auction shit. So I just want to surpass that goal. You know, like my life is worth at least 30 bucks, y'all. All right, so if anything, I'm going to uh, promote the shit out of it. So that way somebody please pay $30 to make me uh, feel good about myself. Actually, I already uh, forwarded the money uh, to the producer. So uh, it's all good. My life is worth $30 because I made it happen, y'all. All right, but if anything, thank you so much for making all this happen. My name's been Anthony Medina. Take care, y'all. That's how much your lo your life is worth, huh? Man, how much do you think it's worth here? Fifty-five. How do you know that? Yeah, I don't know. That was crowd work, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's how you do the crowd work. Okay, just so you guys know, this is. I know we got some people that haven't probably been doing comedy forever, right? It's for a little bit, and uh, I haven't been doing it for for very long either. But there's a few things you should learn. Uh, one thing is, if you're gonna do crowd work, uh, try and say something funny. All right, your next comedian coming up to the stage. Uh, give it up for Lee Nguyen. All right. How are you guys doing today? Everyone feeling good? So this is actually my first open mic. Yeah, thank you. Uh, pretty new to the Bay. Uh, signed a lease February 1st. 
and now I'm officially a California resident. And before that, thank you. Before that, I lived in Boston for about five years, so it's actually a nice change of scenery. People here are super friendly, super nice. Boston, a little on the cold side. I think they're actually physically cold, and that makes them cold-hearted as well. Um, but I'm originally from Vermont, born and raised. Do you guys know where Vermont is? Yeah, no? Some no, some yes. Uh, Vermont's a state in the US. Well, let's start there. Um, it's on the East Coast. We're in the New England area. We're neighbors with Canada, actually. Um, so I would like to say that influences us a little bit. We're pretty friendly people. Um, we are you know, not the happiest people in the world, like the Canadians. We don't have universal health care, edu free education, that kind of thing, or an attractive, you know, leader like Justin Trudeau over there. Um, but, you know, we do our best in Vermont. So my parents actually came to Vermont originally in the 70s and 80s. My mom is Korean from the South. Let me just preface that, South Korean. <laughs> Um, if you ever meet someone from North Korea, you should definitely buy them a beer and maybe talk to them about their journey. Um, and my dad's Vietnamese, so they came to the US in the 70s and 80s, and they met actually at IBM, working at the factory. Pretty sure they were like, hey, you're Asian, I'm Asian, we're basically the only Asians that live in Vermont. Um, let's get together. And so that's basically what happened there. Uh, just to give you a sense of the landscape of Vermont, it's 95% white, and there's about 2 to 3% Asians living in Vermont. So we teeter on like the first, second, or third whitest state in the US. Um, yeah, so growing up in Vermont was a little tricky. It was a little difficult. A um, lot of just things to maneuver when you're first generation born in the US. Uh, it's me and my two sisters, my two older sisters. Growing up was a little tough. I mean, you have to immerse yourself in American culture. Your parents are not cool uh, and definitely struggling with their own PTSD from home. Uh, but, you know, you make the best of it. Um, we were pretty poor when we were growing up, so we wore a lot of hand-me-down clothing. Uh, my mom actually cut our hair for a long time, and this is actually real. There's documentation of this. My haircut was, I had the same haircut at the age of two to 13 years old. Not kidding you, and no one's telling me it's outdated. I mean, my friends, I probably had some weird friends back then too. Uh, but yeah, you're just kind of learning as you go, but that thickens your skin a little bit. Um, the first time, where was I going with this? Uh, so growing up in Vermont was a little difficult, but luckily I had my two sisters. Um, uh, so the first time I realized when I was 13 years old, uh, that it was time for me to, you know, start growing out my hair. I realized, you know, at 13, people are actually pretty tough. Adolescents are rough and really mean. So eventually, that summer, I was like, you know, I'm gonna grow out my bangs. I'm gonna 
be Americanized, I'm gonna dress cooler. And finally, I came back after that summer and went to school, finally got my first boyfriend at 13, probably because I finally look like an American. Um, that's my time, but thank you for listening. It's almost Win! First timer! That's so exciting! Congratulations! Wow, and you were wild. You grew your bangs out. Dude, you're wild. That shit's crazy. All right, you guys ready for your next comedian? Yeah, it's going to be good. Before before you get to your next comedian, it's going to get weird because in one minute, we turn over to another podcast. Crazy time. It goes from happy hour, awesome open mic into Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. And that's great. But I just want to let the people on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse know that the beginning of it is going to be populated with open mic comedians. Not that they not that they are any different than any of the comedians you will see at any other showcase. You can see them at Cubs. You can see them at Punchline. You can see them here. You can see them at Comedy Oakland. You can see them at FCC Free Radio. You can see all the same people in all the same places. But uh, some places have more clout than others and we don't know what that means, but I think it has to do with gelatin. I don't have any idea. What I'm saying is I'm trying to burn time until we get into the 8 o'clock hour so that I can be like, hey, 